I rescinded back to a point where it looked like I had never touched a weight in my life. Like really? I looked, yeah, I looked horrible, man. I mean, I, I was, I was chubby, like maybe not so much in my face, but like my belt, my belly was like distended. I, I had some chub on me, like all my muscle mass. I mean, I'm telling you, you would look at me and you would not know that I'd ever worked out a day in my life. You are listening to Plant Strength Radio. Each week, remarkable stories of plant-based healing, mindfulness, fitness, nutrition, and activism, as told by those with the expressed desire to affect lasting change in our world. Real people, real experiences. Your host, Bobby Lynch. What's up, guys, and welcome to Plant Strength Radio. I'm your host, Bobby Lynch, and on today's show, we have vegan bodybuilder, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I always mess that up, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu <laughs> practitioner, and one of our very own Plant Strength Ambassadors, Will Brooks. Welcome, Will. Thank you very much. Of course, of course, man. All right, so before we get into things, we are going to have a short icebreaker segment to warm us up. Are you ready to go? Ready to go. All right, let's do it. So tell me, what is giving you strength this year in 2021? In other words, what is motivating you to keep going? I'll tell you what, 2020 was such a tough year uh, for so many people. Um, and just seeing how resilient everyone was, myself included, knowing that we can be at our worst and still make progress forward, that, that really solidifies a lot of the motivation I've already had and it helps push me forward. So it's gotta be that. For real, for real. I totally agree with you on that. And I kind of like the whole, in the sense that the pandemic, it made us slow down overall as a society and really appreciate what we have rather than always yeah. constantly being go, go, go. It really made you appreciate what you have, but really who you have in your life and those family members that you, and those loved ones that you have and really appreciate them more because unfortunately a lot of people lost, lost some family members and you know, you know, thankfully for those who didn't, you're still here, but it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely was awakening for me at least to, to love and appreciate even more my, my close ones. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. All right, man. So let's get started. So you have a roller coaster of a life journey. I'm super excited to talk about everything. Start us back at the beginning. Tell us where everything begins. Sure. So, uh, you know, I've always been an athlete. I've been in sports ever since I was a little kid. And once I hit high school, I kind of hit my stride, you know, go through puberty, you kind of turn into a man at that point, physically at least. And, uh, you know, you kind of figure out what you're good at. So, you know, at that point, wrestling, football, uh, weightlifting. Those were definitely, you know, my choice, uh, sports and exercises. And I would say that, you know, for the most part, most of school, I was pretty introverted, you know? Um, and then I left and, uh, when I went to college, kind of had a little taste of freedom. Um, I started drinking and partying and, kind of felt like I had turned into an extrovert for a period of time there where, uh, you know, the alcohol and the partying kind of brought out this other side of me. You know, I was like fun and, and talkative and social and uh, cracking jokes left and right. You know, I was like this, like the center of the party type, you know. Um, and in that time period, it was it was okay. There was no really negative side effects from that other than that you know my studies suffered 
um, things like that. But, you know, it wasn't until I got into, I would say my late twenties, maybe even early thirties, um, the drinking and the partying really started to, uh, take a toll on my everyday life, my personal life. Um, it got to the point where I was doing things when I was drunk that would require an apology the next day. Um, I was hurting people physically and emotionally, you know, I hurt a lot of people's uh, feelings. I got a lot of unnecessary fights. I was just kind of like, uh, this wild man. And, and honestly, it, it got to a point where it became embarrassing. And I started to realize that, you know, this is, this is an issue. There's a problem here. Um, and I had to kind of come to terms with, okay, I got to pull back. I, I got to, I got to stop doing this because, you know, there were times I got myself hurt. And like I said, hurt other people physically and, and mentally. So I got to a point in my life where I decided like, Hey, I got to pull back. And, um, uh, very shortly after I discovered that, you know, I, I'm not this Mr. Extroverted, the center of the party kind of guy. I I'm still introverted, you know, at my core. And, uh, that was kind of tough because, uh, I had to kind of get to know myself all over again, you know, and a lot of the friends that I had made over that decade or even longer were all in the bar scene and the party scene. And so I, you know, a lot of them, didn't understand why I was pulling back. And I had told a few, but I, I kept it pretty personal. Uh, and I didn't really tell a lot of people, you know, what I was doing. So, you know, a lot of my friends thought I fell off or like, you know, he doesn't come out anymore. He's, he's not, uh, maybe they thought I was boring. I don't know. There was some things that were said, I'm not going to repeat, but so I had to go on this personal journey and decide like, Hey, if I want to get better, if I want to be the person that I picture myself as I gotta, I gotta give up this partying lifestyle. And, um, I'll tell you what, like once I came to terms with that and I came to terms with, you know, I am an introvert and this is okay. Um, that's when life really started to change for me. That's when I noticed, um, a lot of success in other areas of my life. I started to be able to focus on goal chasing, whether that was, you know, with business or with my body. And um, that was kind of the, you know, the beginning of, I guess, the, the phase I'm in right now uh, that I feel like I'm in right now. You know, I, I meet an amazing woman. My dream girl is now my wife and my best friend. And, you know, I run a successful page on Instagram and TikTok and I'm building up the YouTube channel and I'm helping people change their, their bodies, you know, with veganism. And, uh, you know, a lot of that probably, I'm going to say all of it wouldn't have happened if I didn't change my ways and kind of pull myself out of that partying mentality. So, um, one leads to the other, you know, uh, exiting that party lifestyle kind of, uh, butts up with me going vegan. Um, and, you know, maybe being able to extract myself from that lifestyle helped me to be more, uh, open-minded to the idea because, you know, Marky and I, when we got together, she was vegan and I wasn't, you know, she was the person who first exposed veganism to me. And, uh, I'll never forget. We were on a date, one of our very first dates and we were talking about things we love. And I said, I, I told her I was an animal lover and she's like, Oh, you're vegan. And I was kind of confused. I said, no, I'm not vegan. And she goes, Oh, so you're a pet lover. And I'm like, uh, okay. I, yeah, I see. I definitely see what you did there. Like, um, kind of an aha moment, but you know, she never had forced it on me. 
which I thought was really important because I might have not been open minded to it. But she did sprinkle in, you know, um, bits and pieces of video clips and, you know, her side of the, you know, her, her perspective, I guess. And, uh, you know, my way of dealing with things at that point, if I were to see a video of an animal being slaughtered, because, um, you know, I've never liked gore. I've never liked seeing people get hurt. I've never liked seeing animals get hurt, you know. Um, my way of dealing with it, I would just grimace and look away. You know, if I don't see it, I don't have to think about it. So, which is how most people respond to eating meat, dairy, and eggs when you talk to them about the process of how those products get to their plates. They're literally just having this conversation yesterday with a vegetarian. And I was saying, why don't you go vegan? Or why did you go vegetarian? And he was like, oh, we, you know, I went vegetarian for the ethics. And I was like, well, why, so why not fully vegan? Because, you know, like all dairy cows and egg hens, they live actually a worse life because they're sexually exploited their entire life. And then they're ultimately all killed. And he was like, well, I just like, you know, I just, I just don't like to look at the process. So I just don't think about it. And, yeah. and I was like, well, so you really are like, you went vegetarian for ethics, but you're really not staying ethical. Number one, number two, does living blindly actually do anything? It doesn't make any positive change. All it does is it, it just enacts self in it, selfishness. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I, you know, the egg industry is pretty brutal. You know, the baby uh, male chicks with the eviscerators. I mean, that's just, that's, it, what it's made all... me go ve that's what made me go vegan when I saw yeah. that video. Cause I was vegetarian and I didn't think the egg industry was that bad. And then I saw that video and I was like, I cannot support this anymore. Yeah, it's, it's brutal, man. Yeah, but so, you know, she would show me these things just like anyone else, I'm, I'm sure. I, I looked away and it was right around that, that time that I started getting into jujitsu because um, I've been a grappler all my life. I, you know, ever since I was, what, 14, I've been wrestling. And then um, right around the beginning of Marky and I getting together is when I started doing jujitsu. And it's, uh, it's intensive on your joints, you know, I mean, it's, it's all joint locks and chokes. And I was mixing that with weightlifting. So I was experiencing at that point when I was meat-based, I was experiencing a lot of tendonitis that I couldn't shake in my elbows and in my shoulders. And, uh, I was taking joint supplements, nothing was working hundred percent. I said the best results I got were probably 50% ease in the pain. But um, I mean, I'm talking, my tendonitis would be there for months, months, you know, and it would, it would maybe leave a little, for like a week or so, but it always come right back. And there's, it was just like this, it was this like opponent that I could never outrun. I could never, I could never beat him in any way. So still training, still fighting, still lifting. And I hurt my neck really, really bad in the gym. And for anybody out there who's ever had a spine fusion before, uh, mine was, uh, my disc was ruptured. And the way that it ruptured, it was, um, it turned into like a 22 millimeter long arm. It was like, it was actually a three point arm. So one arm of the disc went down my spine, went, one went up the spine and then one went into my spine. Doing what and exercise? I was doing at this point, I was doing uh, barbell lunges, like really, really heavy. And if I'm going to be completely honest, I wasn't being um, all that careful on the eccentric movement. So when I'm dropping myself to the ground, my knee would hit the ground and then the weight would bounce on my back. Mm -hmm. And I, 
I had worked my way up to uh, like 275 pounds. It's uh, a lot. It's a lot for lunges. Yeah. Yeah. And now my goal was to get to 300. So, I mean, I was like, I was just giving it everything I could, you know, and I was kind of, uh, you know, putting safety to the wayside in an attempt to get to my goal, which isn't the correct way to do things, but you know, I, hard-headed and i learned my best lessons the hard way so same <laughs> like same yeah same. dude I, it's it's my, my life across the bear it's it is what it is but <laughs> so uh yeah life reach out taught me a really hard lesson on on that and um ruptured my that disc between c5 and c6 horribly i mean i couldn't even hold a water bottle in my left arm like because my arm was basically dead from the spinal impingement so, I mean, my hand, hand and arm constantly numb, um, couldn't pick a water bottle up. I mean, it hurt to walk just from the vibrations of my feet hitting the ground, um, coming up through my spine and into the spinal cord. So, uh, yeah, I had surgery. And as you can imagine, when you get your spine fused, especially in your neck, there's not a lot of moving you can do during the healing process. They, they, they make a bone paste. Basically they take a, a part of your bone and grind it up into a powder and then they mix it with your blood. And then they use that like a glue inside the fusion to help, help kind of just solidify everything. Mm -hmm. And you can't, you really can't be moving a whole lot cause that's got a set. Mm. So for approximately three months, I was living out of a recliner eating like Chinese, like, oh God, like it was going out of style basically just delivery. Cause it was easy. Um, not lifting at all. So I, I rescinded back to a point where it looked like I had never touched a weight in my life. Like really? I looked, yeah, I looked horrible, man. I mean, I, I was, I was chubby, like maybe not so much in my face, but like my belt, my belly was like distended. I, I had some chub on me, like all my muscle mass. I mean, I'm telling you, you would look at me and you would not know that I'd ever worked out a day in my life. Uh, do you have any before and after pics on your Instagram? You know what? I, I wish I would have had taken some pictures. I have pictures of like in the hospital. Um, I've got a couple with like Marky next to me in the hospital bed, but like, I, I, I mean, I was full blown depressed at that point. Like I, I so why would I you want to take pictures? Up. Yeah. And I didn't, even, at that point, I, I didn't even know that I was going to start an Instagram, you know what right, I mean? Like that, right, right. That was, I hadn't even known at that point I was going to be going vegan, you know? Right. So I was just kind of avoiding the mirror, avoiding pictures being taken at all costs. Cause I just looked so bad and, uh, three months comes and goes and I I'm able to go work out again, doctor approved. So I start going working out and I'm thinking, you know, maybe this three months off was what my joints needed to completely heal. Nope. Like within week and a half, two weeks, uh, the joint pain was back full force, except now it's coupled with, you know, pain from my spinal fusion because you know when they when they uh fuse your spine in the on your neck they cut you open from the front and they and then they scoop your esophagus and your trachea to the side and they work through like the muscle and everything and they fuse your spine through the front so i had like a slit here and i woke up i had a vacuum pump coming out of my oh neck my to suck the, pump, to suck the blood out yeah so i mean That's it wasn't scary. just like dude it is it's it's medieval you know and wow. so i mean i was Experiencing all kinds of like weird pains. Um, and, and you know, with the joint pain coming back, I'm thinking like, dude, I, I'm going to have to give up weightlifting or jujitsu or maybe both. Like I, I can't train like this. There's no way, like I can barely lift any weight. There's no way I'm going to progress. There's too much pain. Um, and it was right around that time that Marky was still, you know, she's like, well, you should try this. You should 
try that. You should like, you know, you need to go vegan. I think you'd really like it, especially for the health benefits. And she, at this point she was showing me, um, guys online who, who were doing it and making good gains. Cause at this point, like I hadn't really made the ethical connection yet. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try this. I, I hear it's good for like, uh, inflammation and you know, the recovery rate's pretty good. I'm going to try going vegan. So I tried, um, I tried like a couple of times, like the first time was kind of like, kind of like half effort. Second time I did it a little more effort. And then like the third time I nailed it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it's stuck. And within like two weeks of being fully vegan committed, all of my joint pain, including the, the pain in my spine was gone. Wow. I'm talking, it, it was more effective than any joint support joint support I've ever took. Um, it was more effective than any amount of icing and stretching and, massage it i'm talking 100 pain-free wow so now i'm like all right let's drop into overdrive like i'm hitting the gym like i'm going i'm going ape mode you know what i mean so i start i'm working out like i'm 18 again this is great like i haven't felt this way in years pushing away pulling away in and uh you know i get to a point where i'm back I'm, i'm as good as i was when i was eating meat you know and i'm like well this is great like i'm making I'm back to right where I was. And it happened, you know, relatively, I mean, you'd think it'd take years, but it was a lot quicker than that. And, uh, and then shortly thereafter, you know, I'm, I'm passing my old self up with a fused spine, you know, and I'm not eating any animal products. So you've literally built yourself back up on a plant-based diet. Cause there's so many times that people say this to me, they say this to DJ too. They say this to Malik. They're always like, Oh, you guys built your bodies on meat. So it doesn't even count. I mean, like, I'm like, I, I've been vegan for three years now. I haven't eaten meat in four years yet. Did I look the same as I do? As Did I look the same as I do now than I did then? Yeah, I, I do. But the thing is, like, I, I've been maintaining and getting stronger. Yeah. Yeah. What people so, don't realize is that if, if you don't have the proper nutrition, you're not going to be able to maintain the body you have anyway. So exactly. If being vegan didn't work, you would see people losing a lot of muscle mass and endurance, Exactly. but there's guys who get better when they go vegan. And, and you know, my story is unique because I started from a point, like I had never touched a weight in my life. Right. So that's even, that's even more validation of look what you can do on a plant-based diet. If you right. commit to it and you do it the right way, that's why people fail. They just don't, know what they're doing right right yeah literally it yeah you know so i you know i was living it up and i'm like you know i should i should put this on instagram i i should show the journey i should maybe maybe my uh my voice can help others do the same thing and it was right around that time that i i decided because i'm i'm the kind of guy that i can't do anything like halfway like if i'm going to do something i got to do it all the way so totally i you know, I let Marky show me some footage. We watched some uh, documentaries. I forced myself to watch stuff. I still, to this day, don't want to watch it because it's just, I don't like gore. I don't like seeing anybody else get hurt. But, um, you know, I, I allowed myself to ingest that material and I, and it helped develop the the ethical side, you know, the, um, the side where you're kind of just more empathetic, you know, and empathy yeah. isn't anything I'd ever experienced growing up like basically she taught me how to be empathetic so um that's when the ethical side came into play and that honestly that was like right around the time that my instagram page saw some nice growth because i was able to touch on both aspects i think i'm i'm here for the fitness side of it but i'm also here for the the ethical side of it too so um yeah it's been a wild ride man and 
I just hope that my story can help and inspire others to, you know, just to do better. Totally, man. That's so, that's so crazy. Just how you went from what you were doing before living that party life. I kind of want to talk a little bit more about that. Just the toxic environment that you were in and the shift in your mindset, because I love to hear how everything played out for you physically wise going vegan and all the success that you had there but another key part to life is your mindset and seeing change you have to really develop your mind or else you're not going to see lasting change so tell us a little bit of more a little bit more about that how toxic was it the life that you were living do you have a full understanding of what led you to that point and why you were acting in the way you did? And then really, where did you see that shift and that just aha moment that I can't be doing this anymore. It's time to make a change. Yeah, I, I think that the, uh, the alcohol, it brought out another side of me, you know, and at first it was a very fun, happy going side. And uh, some of my closest friends who, who saw me because, you know, I, I disconnected from a lot of people in that time, but I've, I've held on to, I would say, a handful of guys who I've known forever and they've seen me at my worst, seen me at my best, including times when I've been drunk, making a complete fool of myself. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, that it brought out a different side of me. I was, I, I don't know how to say it without, without just saying it wasn't me. You know, at first it was, like I said, I was very happy, go lucky, very talkative, very friendly, very nice, very um, welcoming. And it turned into something where I was, it was like this evil version. Like I was, you know, quick to anger and violent and um, manipulative almost. And, and all these things that you just don't want to be as a person. And when you are someone who I think is, manipulative or someone who doesn't want to face the facts or someone who maybe blame shifts because those were all things I did at that time frame. You're not someone who's going to, um, you're not going to succeed in tackling your goals the way you should, because you're not going to accept your failures as lessons. You're not going to, um, you're not going to find the silver linings and things. You're not going to be able to basically face your fears because what you're doing is you're finding a reason why it's not your fault. You're finding a reason why uh, you can go around the problem instead of going straight through it. I'm the kind of guy now that if there's a problem, I want to address it and I want to, I want to resolve it. I want to go through it. You know, I don't want to circumvent it. I don't want to manipulate the situation so that it can be better for me. And I still catch myself, uh, you know, we're all human. I, I, I'll catch myself thinking like, Oh, I could do it this way. No. Like now that my mind is clear, I can, I can still, you know, I can attack these issues and problems and hurdles straight on. So I think that if you're someone who, who, who's drinking a lot and it's, it's making you act in a way that's hurting other people or it's embarrassing yourself and you're making excuses for it, like, oh, I was just drunk, you know, that's it's not an excuse. It's not a good foundation to build your life on. No. It, your, 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 your relationships from that point forward are always going to be a little iffy. You know, I, I had several um, relationships in the past that were not great. And in fact, a lot of people would describe them as toxic. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it was all the girl's fault because 
I was a demon back then. I was a different person. You know what I mean? Like, I, and that's something that I face. I take ownership of that. That's, I wasn't perfect back then. And, um, a lot of that had to do with alcohol driving a version of myself that wasn't actually me. You know, it was a version of me that I didn't want, but, um, I loved being extroverted in that time frame. I, I loved being so social and, and, you know, Mr. Cool, if that's what you want to call it. And, and it, it really was just gas on a fire. I didn't want to set, you know what I mean? So I think that the sooner you can get that under control and kind of face yourself and the problems you create for yourself, the sooner you're going to set yourself up for so much more success that can be had in life. Totally, man. Totally agree with you on that because that's really what it comes down to is that self-awareness. If you don't find that self-awareness and recognize I'm not doing what I really should be doing for myself. I need to make this change and pinpointing what it is that's causing this lack of self-awareness. I mean, in, in, in the negative toxic life that you're living, once you're able to just step back and look yourself in the mirror and take that full ownership, that's where you really just unlock a freedom like no other. And you actually start to see that positive change in your life. 100% man. Yeah. I mean, my, now that I'm on the straight and narrow, as, as I like to call it, uh, so many of the things that I, I thought I could never do are happening. So a lot of the goals that I've, I've want to complete um, are happening. And a lot of the goals that kind of seem like, uh, like out of reach are within reach. You know what I mean? It's That's just, so awesome. Life really opens up when you are honest with yourself. And then That's so when, awesome. when you honestly address the issues. So 100%. That's my motto. Lead with honesty and transparency. The truth will always come out. So it's better to have it come from you first than anybody else. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. So tell us about some of these goals that are coming to fruition for you. Before doing that, though, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this message from our sponsors. Support for this episode comes from Chicken Bites. Hey, Did you know that every serving of Chicken Bites has 17 grams of protein? And did you know that they're made entirely from simple ingredients? Visit www.plantstrengthfoods.com to find out where you can get your pack of Chicken Bites. Use promo code PSR at checkout to save on your order. Chicken Bites, always made from ingredients you can pronounce. Support for this episode comes from 10 out of 10. A wise man once said a single picture is worth a thousand words. Makes you wonder what do you think about video. 10 out of 10 can help you with that. We are a full-service boutique production company dedicated to telling uniquely human stories 100% of the time. To request a free consultation, visit www.1010pro.com or visit us on social media at T-E-N-1-0-P-R-O. All right, guys, and welcome back. So before the break, I asked Will about some of the recent goals that he's been accomplishing. So without further ado, Will, take it away. What, what's been going on in your life right now? Well, the main reason why I... One of the main reasons why I started my Instagram page was to help other people. And I have a goal to help 10,000 people, um, which, you know, when I first started the page, you know, you start with zero followers and 10,000 just seemed like a crazy number to me at that time. And it's still high and I'm not there yet, but uh, 
at the rate I'm climbing right now, I, I really feel like I can obtain that maybe by the end of the year, maybe next year, depending on how it goes. Really? Yeah. So um, I'm really, really, really excited about that. That's something that, that's important to me because I'm not, I'm not on Instagram for fame or to get rich, you know, and obviously you have a business model, you want to make money and you're on Instagram. So you want followers. Like if you're going to be hundred percent honest with it, but that's not what drives me. What drives me is having other people and showing them that you can be muscular and athletic without, you know, eating meat. Mm -hmm. um, other goals we, we've been looking at, uh, you know, Marky and I have been talking about our future home and the one I'm in now, I, I actually built this, back in 2014, but she really loves colonial style homes. And I'm not, I'm handy, but not handy enough to handle a full on colonial house. Like if, if we get a water leak inside the wall, like that's, you know, we're out of luck. Like I'm calling somebody. So right, right. we kind of have back to where if we find a builder that will build colonial style homes, we're going to build a brand new house um, in the colonial style. So that obviously is going to be very expensive, but uh, with the way things are going, it's, it's just looking more obtainable by the day. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, outside of that, like just becoming a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, you know, I recently got my second degree promotion on my purple belt. So, awesome. which means that I've got two more promotions on my purple and then I hit my brown belt and then that's the belt right before black. That's crazy. My Tell goal. us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, my goal is to be a black belt before I'm 42. And if I keep going at the rate I'm going, I think I can, I can make it happen. Um, like I said, I've been a grappler since I've been 14. I've been in wrestling and, and I've been doing jujitsu now for ooh, five or six years. <clears throat> um, and it's, it is created. It's another thing that's created a really solid foundation for me because a lot of the lessons you learn in jujitsu, um, excuse me, can be related to real life scenarios. A lot of which like, uh, you know, you, you hear me on my Instagram page, talk a lot about, you know, any venture in the, in the very beginning is going to be very hard. And I think a lot of people expect success right off the bat, like whether it's, whether they're, you know, just for, just for fun, they, maybe they're starting an Amazon page, you know, and they want to sell a product and they think, okay, I took this class. I'm going to knock it out of the park in the first month. And that's not normally how it works. You know, you want to start a new business. That's, you're not going to really be killing it right away. You got to go through the ups and downs. Um, and jujitsu is a strong reminder of that because, you know, as a white belt, you're basically paying a membership to get beat up. Like you're getting submitted almost for sure. Like every time you go to class and really the idea is to go to class, like, all right, this week, I only want to get submitted 10 times each class next week. I want to only get submitted nine times each class and then eight times, you know, and so on and so forth. So it really puts in perspective, like with the belt ranking system and the lessons that you learn, it's a strong reminder that if you stick with something, you're going to get better at it, but you can't expect to be perfect right away. And that goes for fitness. That goes for meal prep. That goes for veganism. That goes for so many things in life. So um, for me, I tend to be a little impatient and I want to see results right away. You know, I'm very headstrong and maybe laser focused to a fault. And uh, jujitsu is just a, a nice, strong reminder that like, hey, you know, slow down. This is this is the journey. And you're supposed to not be great at this right now. So, yeah, it's not a sprint. And that's something I have to learn, too, because I'm very I'm very much similar to you. Very headstrong, very 
here's a challenge. You know, it's like, here's a pool. Never swam before. Am I going to the, am I going to the shallow end or the deep end? I'm going to the deep end head first. <laughs> because if you can swim, I can swim too. That's the way I see yeah. it. If you can do it, I can do it too. And just jumping right in. And then ultimately you get, <laughs> you get knocked back, you get knocked <laughs> down, but you learn and, and that yeah. keeps you going. Yeah. Just like we said earlier, the, the hardest lessons are the best lessons, at least for me and you. So yeah. I, yeah. I I'm thinking, you know, my mind is, Oh, you can swim. I'm jumping in the water and next week I'm an Olympic swimmer. And this right, is right, right. I, know. I, I got to put the brakes on myself all the time. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to knock it out of the park. And I have this like demented, like perception of like how well I'm going to do. And, and in like such a short time. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, jujitsu is great for that. There's all kinds of different lessons in jujitsu. You know, like I talk about fighting from your back. I was raised as a wrestler and when you're on your back, uh, it means you're losing or you're about to lose. And in jujitsu, there's so many things you offensively that you can shoot submissions while you're on your back. You can fight off your back and win a match on your back. And to me, that just learning to fight from your back in real life, you know, you're, you're down against the ropes and you think you're done because you're, you're down and on your back, but you're not like, there's so much you can do from your back. You just got to learn to fight from there. So jujitsu has really um, given me a more optimistic view on life because I know, Hey, I'm down, but I'm not out. And I can, I can throw, I can throw something up and maybe, and maybe grab that win, you know? So just never give up fight, 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 even if you're on your back. So, yeah. I love that. That just is an example of the lifestyle that you lead today. And it really, it really just shows in exactly why you're, you're, you're seeing all the success that you have, because you have that strong, you have that strong mindset. So if you guys are listening to this right now, please, please take this away. If you're not seeing the changes that you want to see, don't look anywhere else except for yourself and work on yourself and develop your mind. And once you get your mind strong, everything else is, is going to fall into place. It really will. It just takes just takes time. Takes time. Yeah. So, so let's touch on your social media a little bit more. What do you do to really inspire others to be the best versions of themselves? How do you do that through your, your social pages? Yeah, sure. So I, I talk a lot about, um, you know, destroying the myth that vegan men and women can't be muscular and athletic, you know, because we don't eat animal products. So I, I post a lot of shirtless pictures. I, I show a lot of workouts. I show a lot of the functional stuff that I do and kind of give people the tools. You know, right now I'm on a, uh, I had a lot of people, I'm not going to say a lot. I had a handful of people reach out because they were beginners and it inspired me to, okay, I'm going to put up beginner home workouts that you can do without weight or maybe a couple, you know, gallon water jugs. And I've been showing people that you can work out and at least learn some exercises and build some confidence before before you graduate to the gym, you know, cause a lot of people being new, they're intimidated or they, uh, you know, they feel like they're not going to go there and, and look stupid because they don't know what they're doing. So I'm going to give you the tools because all, all the exercises that I'm showing in these videos, you can do at the gym with the with equipment they have. So I do that a lot. I, I have shown a lot of my recipes. I have a lot more. I want to get back on that. Um, life has kind of been, you know, uh, busy in a really good way. So I haven't had a lot of time to shoot that kind of content, but I try to show some recipes. I try to, um, you know, I'm very transparent with 
how I obtain my body. You know, I, it's not like I, I try to keep the secret sauce a secret. You know, I, I talk about my calories and my macros and I talk about, you know, the meals I eat and the workouts I do. <clears throat> so I really like to just, it sounds corny to say, but I want to lead from the front. Like I want to show people what I'm doing. You know, I also do coaching on the side, which, you know, if you talk to, you know, some other coaches, they probably say I show a little bit too much for the coaching that I do because, you know, you want to keep some of that a secret so that you can make money out on the back end. But I, the way I look at it is I'm going to show, there's so much to show. Like I can show, I can show a good handful of stuff. I can show and still, you know, intrigue people to want to do plans for me. So I, I help people with coaching, whether that's through meal plans or workouts um, or accountability calls, whatever it is, but I make myself available to the people who want to learn from me. And I've helped a lot of people at this point, and I continue to do this for the rest of my life. So just trying to show people it can be done. And whether that's through, you know, pictures and videos of myself, or it's through personalized custom coaching. I mean, we're going to get it one way or another. So that's the mark of a true leader. You lead by example, a boss directs and dictates a leader gets out in front and shows exactly how it's supposed to be done so i like i like to hear that man i really like to hear that we've had we've been dropping dropping a lot of life lessons here in this episode i love it (laughs) so before we before we continue on we're going to take a brief moment to highlight our team member of the week something we do every episode to show our love and appreciation for our ever-growing family. Hey everybody, it's Jane Elizabeth. You can find me at Everything, Badassable Vegan, Badassable Warrior Coffee, Badassable Runners, and Badass Rebel Coaching. It is my honor to be this week's Plant Strength Team Member of the Week. As a mom, it is my mission to create the type of world I want to see for my daughter and all future generations. What that means is actually pretty simple. It means creating a healthy, sustainable, cruelty-free, compassionate lifestyle. Listen, I know it is so easy to get caught up in this feeling like you can't possibly do enough, like you can't possibly make a difference. Because what difference can one person really make? The thing is, you have more power than you know. Because with every decision you make, you are actively creating the type of world you want to see. My advice is this, you don't have to have it all figured out right now. You don't have to know exactly what this journey is gonna look like. You don't have to know exactly where you're going. It's okay to be unsure. It's okay to be unsteady. It's okay to not have it all figured out. Make one decision, take one step in the direction you want to go and repeat keep moving forward continue to make decisions that are based on your purpose make one choice that is good for the animals good for the environment good for your health and keep moving forward because that progress is really what matters and with that progress you are changing the world with every decision you make now it is time for my favorite part of the show, our growth spurts and growing pain segment. So it goes, things changing. I know that though I've got no control, that's just the way that we grow. And no one told me what's ahead on this road. So until I break the mold, 
For those of you who haven't heard of this segment before, at the end of every show, we ask each guest what a recent growth spurt of theirs is, an accomplishment that they're proud of, as well as a growing pain, something that they're still trying to get better with. Both of these can be health, work, or life related. So with that, we'll start right at the top. Will, what is a recent growth spurt of yours? I would say it'd have to be with my, my meal plans because when I started making meal plans for people, they were just kind of, um, I don't know, they were just kind of like generalized custom plans. They didn't have like a strategy or anything to it. And, you know, over the past, I want to say six months, maybe to a year, I've been developing my plant-based warrior meal plans and workout plans, which um, is just, it's basically a deeper dive on um, the strategies and techniques I use to get my results. So being able to bring um, an updated, fresh, more in-depth and custom version of what I was already doing to the people I wanted to help has been a huge growth spurt for me. Because I mean, if you look at the plans I have now compared to what I was doing before, they're just so much more helpful and effective. So that's been really, really good for me. Um, As far as- as far as uh, growing pains, you know, this is a little more personal. Uh, I, I would say for a long time, I've always struggled with what people thought of me. Like I care too much about what people think. And um, starting the Instagram page was a huge step because that was right around the time. Like not a lot of people had known I was even vegan yet. So I had to really tackle that monster head on to even start the Instagram page. And from then, uh, I've developed so much. So that's also a growth spurt, I would say, but it's still something that I work on because, you know, when I slack in that area, I can feel myself kind of caring about other people's opinions. And, you know, as well as I being a vegan influencer, uh, you're going to, you're going to get some aggressive opinions sometimes. And and that can come from people you don't know, people, you know, really well, you know, I've, I've had some friends say some crazy stuff to me very judgmental stuff that um, I'm not going to say friends. I'll say more of like acquaintances, but some very judgmental stuff, you know, that was just kind of like out of left field. So developing that side of my mentality has been so beneficial. But like I said, it's still something that I work on to this day. I feel you on that, man, because I definitely have more or less like, Oh, I struggled with that when I was young, Cause when I was young, I went through a chubby phase during middle school and then I was picked on a lot. I hit puberty pretty late. I mean, as a freshman in high school, I was five, one, I was tiny and I didn't really even start developing, developing into myself until I was like end of sophomore year, going into junior year. Really, you see a big transition for me, like junior year into senior year high school in terms of just how my face looked and I was definitely picked on a lot. And so because I was chubby and because I was shorter and that all that, that weighed into my mindset and I would always be trying to please other people because I didn't want to be picked on. And even when I developed into my man body, as I got into senior year, high school, but really more like freshman year, college, and especially sophomore year, like going into my sophomore year, that's when I learned how to calorie count. And I was like, oh shit, I can eat what I want, but just can control my calories and get shredded. This is this, like, I was always wanted a six pack. Even once I got to the the level of conditioning that I wanted to get to, I still feel like I was dealing with that, that childhood trauma, if you will, of trying to overcome 
people making fun of me and even though no one was making fun of me, just still being that people pleaser and not always fully doing and acting and saying what it is that I truly felt or wanted to do. I was doing it with the thought of, will this make this person happy versus focusing first and foremost on my own happiness. And of course, not doing anything that's going to bring harm to anybody else. But I feel you on that because even when, especially when I started my social media, I was even more into that. And now, honestly, I feel like I'm so solidified with who I am, especially after I opened up and became an animal rights activist and started speaking out fully for the animals on my social media. I've got some insane comments, like people wishing that because DJ and I went into a slaughterhouse and we had an altercation with some workers. And on that video, they were saying, Oh, I wish the workers would have brutally beat you guys. I wish you guys would die. Like I like the literally wishing death upon us. It's just, it's just so hardened me and desensitized me to anything that people say. And, and the way I look at it now is if somebody has something negative to say about me, when I am only doing the right thing, it is clearly a reflection of them and not me. And I only feel bad for them because they obviously are in such a bad place in their life that they have to go out of their way to try to bring me down or anybody else down that they also say the same shit to. And of course, everyone's going to be a keyboard warrior. They're going to get behind their keyboard. Yeah. Oh my God, F you, F this. Uh, like all the hate in the world. Come say that to my face, man. You're not going to do that. And then once I, once I made those connections, that's when I just really got solidified with who I am and stopped caring about the hate comments because I know I'm always open for constructive criticism and feedback. And if I can be better in any type of way, I'm always open to be better. But in terms of worrying about what people think and judging me, nah, I just rid myself exactly. of that. So I, I feel you on that. It's, it's, and even sometimes, yes, even sometimes today, still a work in progress, but like for the most part, I feel great with where I'm at now. It's awesome, man. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, definitely connect with you on that, but but thank you so much for coming on the show and really just dropping all the life lessons that you did. I, I I really 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 enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you guys did too, and you took something away. I'm gonna say this one more time. Remember, if you're not seeing the changes that you want to see in your life, you have to look within and focus on your mindset first. Change your mind, you change your life guaranteed guaranteed so before we wrap things up will please tell us tell everyone where can they find you online so on instagram you can find me at will brooks official tiktok you can find me at will.brooks.official and on youtube will brooks official awesome you guys heard it first will brooks official everywhere instagram tiktok youtube make sure to follow him and give him a sub all right, guys. So one more time, thank you so much, Will, for coming on the show. And until the next one, as always, I'm your host, Bobby Lynch, and this is Plant Strength Radio. Plant Strength Radio is hosted by Bobby Lynch, produced and edited by Kiwan Harrison. Original theme music by Alex Brinkley and Tyson Bryce. If you would like to hear more podcasts like this, please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts can be streamed. To learn more about Plant Strength, the company behind this podcast, please visit www.plantstrengthperformance.com or follow us on social media at Plant Strength Performance. Plant Strength, sustainability for mind, body, soul, and the environment. 
Thank you for listening.